You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Rakari Austin, and I'm one of the hosts of GCX 2022. That's right. We're already talking about next year. Now, we want you to join us at Rosen Shingle Creek in Orlando, Florida, as we come together for another unforgettable GCX. Tickets are going fast, and look, we want to see you, so visit gcxevent.com slash tickets to book now. Hey, guys. This is the tall, handsome, athletic, and most importantly, humble, High Score Tees partner, Freemason Live, here to talk to you about leveling up your merch game. Does your current merch suck? Are you tired of your community yelling at you, begging you for awesome designs on high-quality products? Well, look no further. High Score Tees is now accepting partner applications. Join the family of over 100 professional content creators where you can have custom design merch created by the industry's leading designers. We are not kidding around. They are the sh**. But it doesn't stop there. Signing up means you also receive a high-quality platform, support for you and your community, and around-the-clock customer service. It's time to level up your merch game. Sign up today, and maybe one day, you can be as tall, handsome, and humble as me. Episode 23 of the Old Fashioned Podcast. I'm Kevin, joined by Mike. Not in the same room today. Mike is back Unfortunately. home. Yeah, maybe one day we'll we'll do that again. That'd be awesome. Oh, so we will. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're back this week. Uh, Castlevania Season 3 is so fresh in my mind because I finished it literally two minutes ago. Uh, I, I pushed hard to finish that one. To You're point probably going to have recording. to. You're probably going to have to refresh my memory come toward like the end because I just recently rewatched. I know last episode I said I wanted to rewatch the whole thing. I got halfway through. Okay. I got halfway through the rewatch. I did watch both Twilight episodes. So those are done. I also have the Easter eggs from Den of Geek up. So we have everything correlating to the games and whatnot but yeah we're going to talk about that we're going to talk about the two twilight zone episodes uh monsters on uh maples i put it in the notes then it's not showing up come on come on where is it show me the money oh i just wrote twilight zone derp i'll get the names for you i think it's monsters on maple street and da, da, da. i'm a professional i promise <laughs> While I look those up, don't forget to uh, drink your King's Coast coffee. Head over to kingscoastcoffee.com and grab some uh, some changes. I think I think we're sold out of cocoa for the first drop. I'm not sure. There might be a little bit left. but That didn't much. take long. Monsters are due on Maple Street and Time Enough at Last are the two Twilight Zone episodes we're going to break down. For those that don't know, we're going to be taking, for the month of October, two Twilight Zone episodes per week, discussing them in detail. Mike's watching for the first time. I'm a huge Twilight Zone fan, but everyone we pitched this to in the office was like, yes, dude, this would be amazing. So that's the agenda for today. <laughs> Castlevania, Season 3, and the two Twilight Zone episodes and whatever else comes up. Mike, I feel like after we finish Castlevania, I wanted to do The Witcher. Um, yes. But I feel like we need to do this squid show first that everyone's raving about. Oh, the what is it? The Korean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I feel like we okay. need to do that and then we'll do Witcher because everyone's yelling about this crazy show. It's it. So I have not watched a single episode of that. I mm-hmm. will say, though, a um, friend of mine started watching it. He raved about it. Yep. And when he started to describe it to me, he described it 
sounding like the movie Battle Royale. But yeah, 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 yeah. But, okay, which is so based, which is what Hunger Hunger Games is based on, right? And yes, yes, yeah. So I, I'm 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 down for that. So we'll I was, see. I was gonna say and PUBG, but and PUBG, not real, but not really. That's just where the concept <laughs> came from for the game. But uh, yeah, and then we have season four in Castlevania, which is the last season for this iteration. They're doing one in the French Revolution, but I don't even think it's entered production yet. So we got probably years before we see that. Um, but uh, let's jump into Castlevania. Let's start there. It's really fresh in my mind, so it's very easy. So, so last last time last episode, remember when you? There's a few things I said that you right. looked at me like, okay, bud. So, so like, okay, so Trevor's relationship with um, Cypher right off the bat, they're in bed in the first episode immediately. Yeah. So I was like, uh, that's that kind totally of abrupt, changes. to be honest. It was like they went from bickering, almost sibling esque, to to banging. Yeah, that was like, yeah. all right, that happened. Okay. Overnight. But um, um, this season's weird because, and I understand. So Nate in our office uh, was talking to me about it. Um, Nate is one of the hosts of Studio Blank. They do all the anime stuff. Uh, so they were talking to me, Nate and Paul, and they were saying that season three is slow. I understand why they said that. Hector's mm. story kind of takes till the last episode or the last two episodes to get off the ground because everyone's separated in this one except for Sypha and um, and Trevor, um, Isaac's. Isaac's story in this season is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Hector's, again, takes a little while to get going. Alucard, same way, but you almost enjoy the peace that Alucard has in his life in the first half of the... the yeah, when he's when he's training... Um, I have their names. Hold yeah, on. What's their it's names? Taka and Sumi. Yes. When when he meets them. Yeah. Just like meandering around the woods. No big yeah, deal. Cooking, drinking wine, trying to be normal after like the insanity that's been that poor man's life. Uh, so you have that. And then um, who else did I forget? We tra Trevor, Saifa, Hector, Isaac. Is there anyone else? And Alucard. Yeah. So that's everybody. Mm -hmm. So everyone's separate doing their own thing. Lots of good voice acting in this season, too. Oh. So obviously... You know, Richard Armitage comes back as Trevor. If you don't know who that is, he's he's uh, Thorin from The Hobbit. James Callis is Alucard again. James Callis is from Battlestar Galactica. Um, he plays uh, Guy's Baltar. Uh, the judge in this of Lindenfeld is Jason Isaacs, who Mike, you know, from Harry Potter. Harry. He's uh, he's Malfoy's dad. That's the judge in this. And then uh, the other big actor that I knew, or there's two, sorry, Bill Nye, not the science guy, the other Bill Nye, <laughs> the guy who played the speaker in Destiny and has played a thousand other amazing roles as Saint Germain in this. And then also from Destiny, uh, Lance Reddick himself, who I love Lance Reddick. He's one of the, the coolest actors in Hollywood, um, plays the captain in the first few episodes, who is the one that takes Isaac from, I'm assuming, Africa to Europe. Oh, what? you know who else we forgot? Who? Carmela and Lenora and the sisters. I guess there that also. ties in with Hector, though. Yeah, that's kind of yeah, Hector's yeah, you're story. Right. You're right. Um, Carmela's just she's a. <laughs> I can't stand her. <laughs> I want to kill her. Um, Lenora was funny to me because Lenora is how I expected everyone in the show to look and act because she is the typical anime trope. Anime waifu vampire. 150%. Down to the scene where her and Hector are banging. 
And I'm like, of course you have thigh highs on. This is this is couldn't be more anime than than she like. I, and I have a feeling they did that on purpose was for us to be lured in with Hector. Yeah, probably to her little scheme that she was on to. I didn't trust her one bit the entire time. No, but. you can't. OK, so before. OK, there's I guarantee you if you, we went and asked Paul and Nate, they were probably like, oh, yeah, no anime waifu. I loved her at first. <laughs> so uh, last week when we streamed New World. Yeah. Not to get off topic, but this is more to lend credence to Paul and Nate. Um, I learned a very important lesson. A, chat. I need to, um, I guess, explain myself more or at least not not assume that people understand what I'm saying. But if I talk yeah. to you, it's very, very evident what I mean by what I say, because our group is very like-minded. Oh, okay, this is what he meant. Yep. When I said no to Paul about his Japanese volleyball anime <laughs> and Ben's chat freaked the fuck out, <laughs> I didn't say no as in I was challenging Paul. I said no in disbelief that this man's knowledge of foreign volleyball came from an anime. <laughs> But that was apparently lost in translation and they immediately jumped out. My, I wasn't even reading chat for that probably exact reason. I also learned. Um, <laughs> what else were you discussing that? We discussed a lot during that stream because I couldn't that stream, even get that stream the game. came with a lot of revelations. I was like, holy fuck. Not I it's not like can't game. take a joke. It's just immediate like immediate <laughs> face. This is what I assume you meant. Face value. I'm going to start people, slamming on my slamming on my keyboard. It's like, people shit. get all up on my shit when I'm like, I don't I'm not really into anime. I don't. That's not my thing. They're like, why not? You Dragon Ball Z. And I'm like, it's just it's not my thing. Uh, I like Castlevania a lot. And there's another anime I found. I think that is by the same animation house on Netflix called Blood of Zeus. Uh, I, I haven't watched that, but um, I figured I've, we'd add it to the it. list. I've but, seen the title. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's, it's not my thing. I'm, yeah. I'll watch the next Castlevania when it comes out. That's so far. But now that I like Castlevania, the two of them are like, oh, you should watch this anime and this anime. And then when Such I watched Visions, they were like, oh, now I know what kind of anime Kevin would be into. I'm like, yo, everyone slowly roll. I got a thousand other television shows I got to watch. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah Lenore was like the full on trope like I could see Nate and Paul being like oh yeah she's great like the first half uh, of the season I and body then, pillow I and, oh body I never pillow. saw that coming it's like come on dude she was the bait the entire time the bait the entire time the fact that I like the first couple episodes she just keeps harping on the fact that she's a diplomat or politician so you know come on backhanded shit and also Miranda and Marana, I think their names were the other two, the general and the the diplomat. Mm. Uh, they were they were almost telegraphing the entire thing. You the 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 bait that they tried to put in there was that oh maybe Lenore's actually falling for Hector, maybe there's a, I, but like on. you just said, you knew her background was in deception. That's, That's who she is. Maybe okay, maybe because they used the word diplomat, people just assumed like. No, some no, some women are very skilled at using their vagine to get what they want. And also, there's nothing know. wrong with that. They're, no, but 
By like all you, means, you if, you should have read that immediately. Clearly, this character is just all about manipulation. And then when she was telling him what to say when when they were when they were uh, uh, having coitus, I was like, oh, he's done. He's <laughs> this is some sort of weird incantation that she's come on. And then the ring, which we'll talk about, the rings actually the slave rings one of the Easter eggs. Uh, her, and her then character is a great character. She's phenomenal you, for the show. Sh- like that was just an easy read. But you just hate her every step of the way through the last two episodes. Like every step of the way, right. it gets annoying and annoying and annoying. Not annoying. You get madder and madder and madder till the end, where she calls him her pet, and then you're like, oh, poor Hector again. Carmilla treated him like shit last season, and now he gets this. <laughs> Meanwhile, Isaac. <laughs> let's go to Isaac. Isaac's mm-hmm. out there. Making freaking night beasts like it's nobody's business. I respect the shit out of Isaac, though, because he does not want violence. He just uses his powers to to get to the next step of his journey. I was going to say, do you did you like you notice how um, every time somebody does something nice for him, it's immediately followed up by somebody doing something shit. Yeah. And treating him. Treating him lesser than. Yeah. Um. I mean, never mind the fact that there's an army of undead behind him at his command, because that wouldn't be reason enough to say, hey, we don't want you in the town. But every time he just tries to peacefully resolve something by just, you know, keeping his head down. Yeah, and like, moving, let us and move on. We going. won't hurt you. Yeah, I'm just passing through. I want nothing to do with any of you. People just keep pushing and pushing and pushing until he's all right. Well, fine. Now I'm going to kill all of you. So I'm I'm OG Castlevania. I'm talking Super Nintendo, Nintendo. That was my era of Castlevania. I didn't really get into the PlayStation era and all the, the newer stuff. It was a little too uh, Japanese anime for me uh, trope. So I looked up Isaac's character in the games and he's not black. He's, you know, your average white you know, vampire familiar or whatever. Dude, yeah. I am super happy at the change Netflix made because I said to Mike while I was watching his last few episodes, he is my favorite character on the show. First of all, his transformation from the beginning of last season to where we are now is yeah, incredible. His huge. journey along the way, incredible. He he makes the show for me, honestly. Like I love the show, but he is he is the reason I keep coming back because I want mm-hmm. resolution for his his journey. Um, so I'm really happy they made him who he was. And then, like I said, uh, they sent he sent him back to the desert, uh, uh, Dracula, last season. We see the beginning of the, in the last season where he kills that camp of people because all he wants to do is share their fire and they treat him like shit and try and, you know. Right. And he ends up turning them into his first night creatures that are going to serve him. Right. Then he takes the boat with the captain who's Lance Reddick, who the captain, by the way, is based on a boss from Rondo of Blood. Uh, Smooth talking captains oh. based on a boss from Rondo of Blood in that game. The captain is actually a spirit haunting a ghost ship. The spirit possesses a painting of the captain and a fight ensues. Oh, that's a. So yeah, there, I'm, I'm pulling that out all these That would almost be now. cooler if he was just a pirate ghost spirit. So he he goes from somewhere in Africa, we don't know where he is, to Genoa, which is uh, Italy, uh, and that's where the port city is. Because this all takes place in the real world. I feel like that gets lost in the show a lot. All of these places are real places. So he goes from Italy to Austria. That's where Styria is. That's where this ma- magician guy is where he meets the creepy old other forge master lady living by herself in the middle of nowhere on the way. Uh, is that the one that gave him the mirror? She tells him where the mirror is. Okay. Uh, and that it's a big mirror and can transport multiple things at, at once. 
Uh, but he goes to Styria, which is a real state in Austria. It's actually the state that Arnold Schwarzenegger was born in. Arnold. Yeah. Arnold. So that was that was interesting. And also, we'll get to Linden, Lindenfeld in a bit, but Lindenfeld is a also a real place in Romania. Uh, and it's actually abandoned and actually called the Phantom Village, IRL. So Really? Yes. <laughs> isn't that, isn't that awesome? That's incredible. Yeah. So Isaac's journey for me uh, was awesome. And then the fight with this magician guy was nuts. Nuts. With the. Okay. So I actually vaguely remember the. What, what what's it called the the legion the ball of humans that he uses to to attack people the giant ball of bodies the magician creates to fight isaac is a nod to the famous castlevania boss known as legion which appears in many of the games usually a say, massive fleshy sphere of writhing corpses it's pretty gross and used to great effect in the animated series so cool so cool he's essentially uh, using a boss yeah yeah essentially well he yeah i mean they're very good at keeping the gaming aspect of this in the show because the characters always encounter bosses. Mm. There's always lesser night creatures that are easier to kill. And then you encounter these larger, much harder to kill ones. Like when, when Trevor was in the basement of the Abbey or the prior and he's, he has to take out his old whip and he's using the old whip with the morning star to kill the one beast. Cause he has to keep hitting it cause it won't, it heals itself. Uh, that's such a boss fight mechanic. Um, but yeah, the, the magician and the magicians also apparently just a nod to the various evil magicians all throughout the Castlevania series, not one in particular, um, just in general that they exist. Yeah. And then Isaac, like he put those, that crown that obviously mind controls them and Isaac got out of it, which was awesome. It shows you Isaac's will, you know, and his, 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 uh, want for revenge. Yeah. So. I have a feeling, and this is uh, you probably a bunch of you have seen this, and you're just here to hear my thoughts. But I'm hoping in season four, Isaac is the one that frees Hector. Uh, we'll see. And then does what? I don't know. I have no idea. I like when the I think it's the captain. The captain asks him, right? He's divulging everything about the plan to the tells captain, him his right? history and tells, tells him, him what everything he wants to that do. happened. And the captain says, "Well, what are you going to do? Just basically pick up Dracula's mantle and kill all of humanity?" Mm-hmm. And his response is really hesitant, but is ultimately yes. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, I assume that's going to going to include me as well. And speaking of Dracula, we find out that he's living in hell with his wife, which Mike alluded to with the face to me last week. When I said <laughs> that. So and it sucks because they look like they finally that's all they want is the, each other, mm. you know. And again, it goes back to us saying that this is a romance at its core between, you know, Alucard's parents and it looks like they're in hell and they seem to be content with the fact that they're in hell together. Um, odd. But is it, though? For him, no. For her, I feel like yes. But true love. If it's actually true love, then doesn't matter where they are as long as they're together. But does true love belong in hell? I mean, now you're asking existential questions. And also, uh, though, you're, you're, you're bending the boundaries of what universe we're in. So in true, that right. one, maybe it doesn't matter. You're right. Um, uh, so... Getting to that whole story, we meet Cal Saint Germain, who's uh, voiced again by Bill Nye, not the science guy, um, who is in some of the other ca- uh, Castlevania games, but not in this uh, way. They do hint at the fact that uh, in the games he has knowledge of the Infinite Corridor, which in this they 
completely expand on what his knowledge of the infinite corridor is. The infinite corridor is super interesting. It's basically the gateway between worlds, which it, he has a dream at one point and he sees the future, which, by the way, people That's when are, he wakes up and he's like, like all fucked up. And, and uh, he sees the, he, the mech he, running through the desert. He sees the spaceship, which to me, by the way, that spaceship looks just like the spaceship from um, uh, Prometheus. Which is the alien precursor. I don't know why if they did that as a nod or something, but it looked just like it. Is that when he says he's like, someday I'll have regular dreams or something like that? Yeah, because apparently in the games, Saint Germain can see the future. Uh, mm-hmm. And I guess in the cinematic universe, the way they're doing that is through his dreams. Got you. Um, so uh, there is a game. There is a Castlevania game that takes place in the future starring uh, the, the uh, monster hunter. Soma Cruz is her name. Um and it takes place in 2035. So people are saying that, that all of that is a nod to 2035. And Adi Shankar, who's the one who's suing Netflix currently, um, who's the executive producer, said that he's a huge fan of Soma Cruz. So he and he just says, like, I, I dig Soma Cruz. So we'll see what the future holds. Um, he also sees a pyramid. Uh, and they say this could be a nod to Sandy Grave, an Egyptian themed stage that appears in 2006's Portrait of Ruin for the Nintendo DS. Um, so we have that whole, whole thing going on. Um, the prior, prior Sala and the, uh, the monks were interesting. I still can't tell if they went mad or were mind controlled by that one night beast though. Oh, is there anything in here that specifies nothing? The monks were, um, you wanted the very punchable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just I wanted mean, to fucking. They were annoying as all hell. Very. But that was the point. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. It, it was done well. Also, with the judge, you think he's like this good guy the entire time. And then come to find at the end, he'd been like killing all the children for weird, uncomfortable reasons and keeping yeah, their shoes. There was like hinting towards. Yes. Maybe not murder, but like definitely hinting towards abuse. Yeah. Like heavy because there's a point where where Belmont makes a comment. So when they're carving, when, when he finds that carving on the front gate, of the town yeah. and he's like making a big deal about this carving and Belmont just keeps going. He's like, how do you know it's just not a bunch of kids? He's, well, if they were kids and he like threatens it and then he's like, but it could just be a bunch of kids running around. God forbid they run around. He keeps threatening these kids like throughout. So you can kind of pick up little tidbits as as the show's going. He definitely does not like children and he ultra hates when kids do kid things. Yeah. And he constantly says, this is my town. I run it, you know, my way. Very authoritarian. Yeah. And that's and Belmont says he says something like like it sounds exhausting to run a town or something or like not fun or something like that. So, I mean, everyone's dead in that town by the end of the show anyway. So it's. It seems like the continual path of destruction that follows Sypha. And he also seemed too helpful to be good in the show. Unfortunately, yes. You almost... I was I was baited. I didn't think there was going to be anything revealed about him at the end. You um, become suspect the more help he gives. The pan up to the tree after the prior fell into his pit, though. I was like, oh, he sent that other kid to his death. I Before they even talked about the bones and showed mm. the shoes, I was like, oh, he killed that other kid. And then they showed you the... the loop around on that but um that book that book that saint germain finds 
um, that he said was written by, um, was it another monster hunter or someone else that had gone insane? I forget. That had all the information and the demons and had the pages ripped out. Yes, yeah, he's like I really ceremony. wanted to go in, like deep and rewatch, almost take notes. <laughs> Air alert. So, and I'm curious, like, was the whole point for them to bring back Vlad, who honestly probably didn't want to be brought back? Because they kept saying, you know, like, we serve Dracula, we serve Dracula, et cetera, et cetera. So, I, I mean, that was my assumption. But again, it seems like Vlad doesn't even want to be brought back, that he's very content in his little broken house in hell with his the love of his life. So, um, I don't know. That that whole story, I'm assuming, and you haven't seen season four, you said? You know the ending, no, but nope. you haven't seen it? I have not seen, nope, I have not seen uh, season four. When you watch it, it'll be my first time watching it as well. Okay, interesting. Um, Prior song? I'm reading about Prior right now. Oh, he's, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's, so the Easter egg with him, according to Den Geek, Creepy Pryor Sal is an original character for the Netflix series, but he may be based on two dark priests from the video game series, Shaft and Zed. Shaft is one of the major antagonists in Rondo of Blood uh, and Symphony of Night. In both games, he succeeds in resurrecting his master Dracula and terrorizing the main heroes, not unlike Sala. Zed is the big bad of Curse of Darkness. At first, he presents himself as a priest trying to help Hector stop Isaac, but he later reveals himself to be death itself in disguise, working to bring Dracula back from the dead. Uh, also, when Dracula died last season, I really should have remembered that every single Castlevania sequel. He's back. Well, he they're, they're, either he's back or they're trying to bring him back. That's right. literally the plot of every single one. So silly me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and, the, and then uh, Alucard. So I feel terrible for him by the end. Like he he finally finds people to be around him because he's obviously beyond lonely. Um, and Taka and Sumi tell the story of I forget her name, but she the, was the, the Japanese vampire yeah, from season yeah. one or mm -hmm. season. I think it's season Wait, whatever. One. Um, yeah, she dies. She dies in the battle with the, uh, everyone. The one Camilla starts between the vampires. Mm. Um. Which, again, I love the representation of the different cultures around the world, showing how far this spreads. Um, I hope we see more of that. Uh, we got that with uh, Gun Gun Gunbad. Gunbad? I can never remember. The Viking. Yeah. So yeah. I want to yeah, see Viking. more of that. He's, I like his character. I, I love him, too, because he's voiced by, uh, uh, was it Peter Stormgard? Ah, uh, you might be right. I think we said that last. Peter Stormare. Okay, close uh, enough. Yeah, he's voiced by him, and, and he's a great actor. I've never seen you do anything successful except drink, make boats, and fuck. <laughs> I, mean, I like making boats. I'm he, a Viking. He is. I was gonna say he's a Viking, so there's not much left to do besides raid. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, the betrayal it kind of sucked. You see it coming because my god, that sex scene lasts for just like 15 minutes, and you're just like, all right. How uncomfortable did you get? Uh, the only reason I got uncomfortable was because uh, to finish it, I was eating my breakfast and watching in the kitchen. And my daughter was like, I was going to say, because it's a cartoon. It's like, I had it on my iPad. Ooh. So I had, it, I had the, it angled away okay. from her. And then it was like anime boobies and stuff. And I was like, oh, I got to watch this in the other room. So, um, 
yeah, it was, uh, it was that, that was it. Aside from that, it was just like, whatever. I, I do th- sit there though and think about the people, I'm like, imagine you have to animate this. It's like anime nipple <laughs> movie, like on the brush, on the iPad, the guy, and just, or the person, know. the individual who's drawing yeah. it. Yeah, that looks like a boob. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, and pubic hairs. That's how they hide everything with shadows and pubic hair. So, uh, it's, it's cool. But at the end of the day, you know, Alucard continues to have trust issues naturally. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, I'm hoping for a better life for him in season four. I'm assuming everyone's going to end up at some point back together in season four. I, that's my assumption. But I, I don't know. But I, I hope they do. Um, so, yeah, I mean... I'm excited for season four. I know that's the end of it, and I know the show wasn't intended to end in season four, but I've been told there is resolution at the end of season four. So I'm I've excited. heard it; ra- it's wrapped up very well, is what I've what I've heard. That and it, and then you, you're not angry at the way it okay it concludes. And then um, you know we have the other show sometime in the future, which is the French Revolution, is what I'm hearing. It takes place, which here. I'm excited about, and we discussed last last time. Yeah, uh, but 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 Trevor and Sypha's relationship now. From what you saw prior and mm-hmm. what you assumed to what you see it is now, mm-hmm. I actually enjoy their interactions. And so early on, I don't know, episode one or two, somebody, it might have even been the judge. He refers to that. It was the judge. He says, you're a hero. He says, I'm no hero. She's a hero. But she's also insane if you haven't seen. And the judge immediately clips back and goes, oh, yeah, I've noticed. Mm. And as she progressed, she, you can see she does get like a little little wide eyed crazy mm-hmm. when it's coming about fighting and everything. I like the way her character progressed. So. I'm excited. We'll talk about the rest of it next week uh, and, and put a bow on that show and move on to, to probably Squid Game. It seems like the one we need to, to move on to. So sounds good. We'll do that. But uh, uh, I want to. I wanna, so while I was recording Star Wars and Scotch this morning, I get an email from Disney. It says because you're a pass holder, you have exclusive access to book Galactic Star Cruiser before anyone else for the first three months. It's open. So I'm scrambling to do it. And this what is an audible. This is what I keep getting. Oh, hold on. This is what I keep getting. I've called like seven Sorry. times. Sorry, all circuits are busy now. Will you please try your call again later? Since are 9 a.m. That's freaking Disney, Mike. <laughs> I will show you. It says it when I call them. <laughs> what? Where's Galactic Star <gasps> Cruiser? I got through. Your call may be monitored or recorded. Oh, I got it. No, no, I got to hang up. <laughs> We're recording. God damn it. I get through. Oh. I'll call back after the show. This Sucks is going to be my suck. whole day. This is going to be my whole day. I'm telling you right now. I got to get this booked. Um, Let's go on to Twilight Zone. So um, time enough at last. It is, it is considered... Uh, the two episodes we picked for this week are considered not just some of the best episodes of Twilight Zone, but some of the greatest television episodes in the history of television. Keep that in mind going into this. Now, a lot of people shit on Twilight Zone because they're like, oh, it's old. If you can take the idea of the show and take it back to 1959 when it was created 
which at this point is 62 years old. This is revolutionary. No one had done this. This was completely off the cup. Like television wasn't colorized yet. That's where we're at with this. Now, getting some of the best actors of those age to be a part of an anthology series that didn't really have a story, uh, or I should say a running story. Um, you know, they created what to this day, in my opinion, remains some of the best television of all time. I love the, the show. I watch it every year around Halloween uh, all the way through. It's, it's really easy to digest because you don't have to have this running story that goes all the way through. It's individual stories. Some of the episodes absolutely suck. i completely transparent. But for the amount of episodes there are, in comparison that's to the ones that suck and don't. True. Yeah. And that's kind of par for the course for anthology. Some are great. Yeah. Some are some Black are not Mirror. So great. I mean, without you don't get Black Mirror without Twilight Zone. Keep that in mind. Like, True. it doesn't happen. The, the, Black Mirror is a modern version of Twilight Zone. Black Mirror also does a little bit more of connecting each episode. So, you know, there's a little Easter eggs to show you that it, it does exist in the same universe. Twilight Zone doesn't do that on purpose because they 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 like to mix it up. So time enough at last, if you've never seen it, it stars Burgess Meredith. Burgess Meredith uh, was the penguin in the old Batman series. If you don't remember uh, the 60s one with Adam and 70s one with Adam West. Um, and he basically is this bank teller that loves to read. That's all he wants to do. That's how he wants to spend his time is reading. He tries to read at work and he gets in trouble at work. He tries to read at home and his cunt wife won't let him read at home. Dude, she is such a bitch. <laughs> she is such a bitch. I don't and use dude, that when word she lightly. ruins his books, <laughs> when she scribbles on every his page. poetry book, yeah. And ruins his, she, and she sets it up like such, she's like, oh yeah, like portrays like she's about to like include herself in, in his interests and open up and she does it just to set him up just to tear him down by scribbling in his book and ruining every page and she has this smirk on her face mm -hmm. while he's like realizing his book is ruined so um, by the way out of the night Rod Serling himself the creator of Twilight Zone wrote 92 episodes of Twilight Zone and this one is his favorite so that episode. also says a lot um uh, and even I was watching the other night with Danielle and there was a camera shot that they did. And she was like, my God, he was like 40 years ahead of his time. He's a genius. People still still to this day say they get ideas for shots and framing and stuff from from Twilight Zone. So uh, but yeah, his wife is, is absolutely terribly awful. So the, the one day he goes into the bank vault and he eats his lunch in there, even though he's told not to kind of shuts he's the door berated. Yeah. Time and time again for reading everywhere else. His boss, his wife, you know, the the pe people he's serving at the bank, everybody. And he goes in there to read and eat his lunch and a nuclear bomb drops, which you got to remember again. Remember the time period that this is in. This is a true fear of people. This is something that people feared was going to happen to America or somewhere else in the world. This is not this like, oh, a bomb. This was a true fear and a common reoccurring theme in the show is is nuclear war. So. Um, the bomb goes off. He gets locked inside a vault. He's the only person left in the entire world that, you know, you can tell in this episode. And at first it's like, oh my gosh, this is, you know, he's like the last one. He's exploring the wreckage, goes home. He knows his wife is dead. Blah, blah. He almost which, ends it. Which by the way, the, the, the little trick of having the audio play from his boss's tape recorder I always think is such a genius move because he thinks his boss is alive briefly, but it's really just the tape recorder right. playing. And I think that was 
such a good way to add to this the suspense and the reality of like what happened like you said he finds a gun almost blows his brains out but then he's like wait a minute if the library is still around he, he happens to like i don't know he like looks to the side to get a better angle on his head i, I don't know and he looks at this and it just happens to resign the public library yep. sign yep so he ends up like overjoyed because now for the rest of his life he can read that's it he can he can just read he goes to the library and he creates his, he's got his food and his snacks and he's all ready and he's like he's got books lined up for the next three years january february that's my favorite part march and he's like freaking out and then i forget how he does it does he trip and they fall off he sits down i think he leans over to pick something up okay that's what it was and they his fall. glasses fall off he's wearing glasses which is uh they use two pairs of glasses they use one that was really thick for the close-up shots of him and then one with clear for the long shot so he could actually see what he was doing as an actor which i found interesting and uh he ends up stepping on his glasses and destroying them meaning he can't read anymore he can't read <laughs> Uh, according to the, the imagery shown, the dude can barely even seem to walk walk down the steps. Yeah, he can't he, even see. Yeah, like, he's that blind. When my wife was pregnant with Hunter, so we're talking, he's seven, so eight years ago, we were watching uh, the series. I think it was the New Year's when they do the series um, run through, and the episode came on. And we were watching it, and she starts crying because obviously, when you're pregnant, your hormones are on like eleven, and she just starts. She's like, oh. And then at the end of the episode, Burgess Meredith goes, time. I all I had was time. And you're just like. (laughs) When he sits there and he says, uh, he says his immediate reaction is disbelief and it's quiet. He's speechless. And the first thing that comes out of his mouth is like, it's not fair. I was like, oh, that was crushing. It's not fair is probably the the, yes, that's the best. That is the best thing that could probably come out of your mouth. Maybe not how I would, but that's what I would mean. If not what I would say, but what I would mean. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, it's just like soul crushing. And then because now he can't even find the gun. And then Rod Serling with his his closing narrations, which are usually like incredible, opens up with the best laid plans of mice and men. I was like, oh, <laughs> yes, Rod, yes. Rod, that was perfect. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> so I mean that. Again, we're starting with two of the best episodes in the entire series. That is such a mind. Like it, you you sit back and you conceptualize the fact that he's alone. He can finally do the thing he wanted to do for. Imagine as because we're gamers, we have a lot of gamers that listen. You had access to like this arcade or GameStop or something, and there was still power, and no one, and you could just play every game you wanted for the rest of eternity, and then the power goes out. But, <laughs> In the course of in the course of I, I don't know, we'll call it two hours, right? The course of two hours, this guy goes from the most extreme low of lows. Yep. Low of lows to the point where I am not gonna live anymore. I'm gonna take I'm gonna self-eliminate and and I'm done. That's you can't get any lower to immediately the highest of highs. Of emotions for him all he the thing he loves most in this world he gets to just do forever and he experiences those emotions in such a short time span to then have taken away 
I'm reading. I'm reading if there's any uh, other mistakes or anything. But I mean, it's. Oh, this is funny. Despite the H bomb concussion that breaks the crystal in Bemis's pocket watch, uh, that's his name, Henry Bemis. The light bulb in the hanging light in the vault not only remains intact, but stays lit during the total destruction going on outside. <laughs> Didn't even think about that. Where's the power source? Yeah, I mean, there's little stuff that they make mistakes with, but no one at the end of the day, you don't really care. Um, uh, Mr. Bemis expects to live for years and years. Uh, the effects of nuclear fallout were still under initial study and not widely understood yet. We see Bemis emerging from the bank vault more or less immediately after a thermonuclear blast. Um eating packaged food that was probably uh, irradiated. Uh, yeah, so even with his glasses, Bemis will not live long enough to enjoy his books. <laughs> That's such a bubble pop. But again, at the time, they didn't understand they the didn't effects know that. of radiation. So I take these things with a grain of salt and enjoy it for what it is. Because it, it was very enjoyable. I thought um, it was an awesome episode. Yeah. And, and, and again, as long as you can do that and put it in the frame of mind that you're watching this in 1959... You will thoroughly enjoy this show thoroughly, but you have to do that. You can't go into this watching it as if it's happening now. I did watch one last night uh, and I, we're not going to cover this episode, so I can talk about it. But it, it it's basically it's actually starring Burgess Meredith again. And um, the state controls everything. It's 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 a d dictatorship. And, you know, talking about how people are obsolete. If, if they don't follow the rules of the state. And I was like, this is really applicable to, you know, the current state of super things. scary. Yeah, it's terrifying that, you know, and it, there's one line, too, where he's like, you know, Hitler, Stalin, they didn't go far enough. That was their problem. Oh. I was like, Jesus. And you got to oh remember, this is, this is 15 years after the conclusion of World War Two. So this is more and more fresh for them than it was for us. Um, but, yeah, he really drills at home. And it, it's a very good episode. The message is good because he talks about like once I speak an idea out loud, you can't it's out there. You can't take it away. If people heard it, they have it. Um, True. Uh, so it's it's a very good episode. Uh, switching over again. This is this is season one uh, for the first one. This is episode 22. The monsters are due on Maple Street uh, again. A 9.0 on IMDb user rating around tomatoes is through the roof. Everybody loves these two episodes. Uh, we'll cover some that are controversial. This one, uh, Audrey, my daughter, my oldest daughter, actually, actually, she watched in psychology class, Mike. Yeah, dude, this is this is the. What everyone deems witch hunt on social on Twitter. Yeah, this, this, this is the this physical embodies. manifestation of it. This is the exact. Yes, yes. This is the physical manifestation of the witch hunt. So this one takes place uh, any town USA. In the in the sixties, early late fifties, early sixties, on Maple Street, which is an aptly named for street for any town USA, and basically this thing flies above the town, and then the, all the power on the block goes out, and then everyone starts to lose their mind, and they start accusing everyone because one of the kids says, "Oh, I read this in my comic book. You know, the aliens are attacking, the aliens. but they they disguise themselves as humans as scouts to come down." So then the whole episode is everyone pointing the finger at everyone else on the block that they're the alien. Turns out at the end there were aliens there, but they're just they're screwing with everyone as, as a social experiment. They're observing from afar. Yeah. And they're like, all we have to do is turn off their electronics and, you know, make a few things flicker and it just creates utter chaos. That's it. They, they all kill each other. Yeah. And, and that we are not doing it justice with the description I just gave you. 
you this there's is one, one you point, have to experience for yourself. There's one point where a guy has focus on him uh as as being part of the alien race and in order to deflect or to to not be the target he points out a little kid the kid who said who relates back to his comic books he points at him and deflects all the the mob to go after this kid yeah that's fucked up yeah yeah i mean the th- this episode shows you how fragile uh the constructs of society are uh and like you mike could said see today yeah. i mean that's happening today yeah, it, this can be attributed to social media so well uh on on you know social media and media yeah. the news does this all the time yeah just you know change a few switches flick a few things and and alter the story slightly enough uh, and start having people point fingers at each other and, you know, just segregate point fingers. You d- d- just, oh, yeah. And all they're doing is like turning a car on and off or flickering lights in a house while the power's out. Little stupid, dumb things. The one guy, because he's got a ham radio in his basement, they're all like, who are you talking to on that yeah, ham radio? He's suspect. Yeah, it's it's. And by the end, it's just they end up killing someone uh, who went Isn't on the, the other whole block town. The whole town just become just devolves and kill. It's they not even the kill. town. It's just the block. That's the catch. That's right. It's just so the block. It starts off with the 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 one Charlie, I think his name was, super jumpy guy and itchy trigger finger. Oh, the and asshole? they see an unknown person walking, yeah. and, and he's like, "Take him out." He's like, "We don't know who he is or what he's doing." We he's don't. Like, we have the, no idea. It's the alien. He keeps yelling. It, no, it's the, and he kills him and they realize oh he's just like a maintenance guy or something he it was, was the just, neighbor from the beginning of the episode that yeah. was like i'm gonna go see what's happening on elm street and see he if was they have minding power. his own business that's it he went that's to go no started. he went to go get help and then by the end they all turned on each other and i i they were all started killing each other well, at it least shows that, it shows the dots of my, them running around and one they pans out to the aliens up on the hill because well, it was like a lot of like up close like you could see my nose and my left eye only shots so yep. what i interpreted was violence occurring oh 100 and it was just very cr- like crazy camera panning and and then it goes out so i interpreted as they all and went it, crazy and killed each other from a cinematography point of view, what a great way to showcase violence with the restrictions that they had on television in, in that time period. That's immediately what I because uh, they can't they can't be. show people they can't show certain things at that time. Uh, what we can show on television now and what they could show back then is night and day. Like they couldn't show the things we show. So to get that idea across to you, like you said, those close up face pans of the angry face, the crazy eyes, things like that. That was how they got the point across to you before they showed the the dots running around in the street while the aliens were talking and the lights are flickering and you know. And again because they they focus out and it's just the one block that's doing that. And it's just the one block. He goes, This happens every time. Yeah. They went alien he goes, Yep. Yeah. Turn it, flick it, like turn off a few lights and flickers. Happens stuff. every time. Turn off their electronics. That's what he says. It's just crazy that the idea of this was recognized and seen like sixty plus years ago, mm-hmm. and it's still the same, the it's same worse. shit. But it's the same thing being employed over and over and yeah. over. Because it, 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 and then and then you sit back and you look at it. You're like, oh, this is the human psyche. This is this is in our DNA. We're wired to 
almost the survival instinct of like, oh, you're blaming me. Well, no, it's not me. It's this or you or something else. It's not me. Easy. Yeah. And and, and it, it, it it's not necessarily like let's diffuse the situation like the one guy kept trying to do the the leader. Yeah. Uh, whose name escapes me at the moment. Um, but it, it's it's no, I'm going to blame someone else to get it off of my back. Steve. Steve is the the when that guy points at the kid and the whole crowd turns to the kid. Yeah. How did you know? How did you know it was going to be like this? You said it was. Oh, that was like, what? And one one big thing, too, with um, both episodes and, and my big takeaway, and this is most of the show, is the acting is so good. Yeah, so good. It, 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 you if you again, if you are enjoying it the way I enjoy it, you are sucked in immediately. And I've seen it. I've seen that episode probably 10, 15 times. I'd say it's probably not fair that I'm watching two of the, probably the best episodes, like you just said, in of the whole anthology. So no, nah, because the show is still good. Like there's plenty of other good right. ones. It may not be like the best of the say, best. Because now my expectations are really like incredibly high. You'll st- we will not even be able to cover all of the best ones with the eight oh, okay. that we're going to talk about. Like next year, we'll have more to talk about. There's I think between I could count all of the duds on both hands in all of the episodes. That's it. There's wow. not a lot. And I skip those because they're, they're just not even worth my time. Like the last episode of the series sucks balls. It's terrible. Okay. It's awful. And there's a few along the way that you're just like, eh. and season four kind of sucks. Because season four is when they tried to go to hour long episodes instead of 25 minutes. And it I don't know, it doesn't translate the same way. A lot of those episodes are just not good. Right. Um, But, you know, most of the show is really good. And even the episodes that are are like, you know, if these are considered a nine out of ten, I would say the rest of the good ones are like between seven and nine. Like they don't really dip below that. And then the ones that suck just suck. That's really um, impressive. Yeah, no, it's it's quality television. Like I said, Danielle sits there and goes, he's years out of his time. Um, but yeah, next week we're going to, uh, I actually didn't pull the episodes we're going to do next week. So what I'll do is I'll try and post them on Twitter. So if you want to watch along and hear our thoughts. Oh, good idea. Yeah, we can we can do that. But this week, those are the two we were covering. If you have any input and you want to tweet at us uh, at Old Fashioned Pod, uh, you can tweet Mike at metric underscore methods with a Z or me at Kevin X vision or all of the above. Uh, we're more than happy to uh, shoot the shit uh, or hop in that rare drop discord and uh, yeah. say something in there. So, um, yeah. Ha- have you been keeping up on new world? I uh, played a little bit uh, last night. Um, what level you at? Level 21. Um, okay. So you I, can't respect anymore for free. I haven't respect yet. What? I'm just rolling. How the do dice. you know what you like to play with? I don't. I'm still trying everything. After 20, it becomes not free, though. Oh, I didn't check. So whatever. I'll the pay MCs. for it. It's in-game currency, right? It's not like I have to buy something in the store to respect, right? I assume it's in-game. Yeah. I, I, from that. what I understand, it's nothing like crazy, but it just costs something. I, you know, I was pissed about the what, what's the mat you need to, to fast travel? Uh, the, I, th- I think you get it from doing like from doing faction. I'm getting it from killing things I have a lot of it like I didn't even know what it was I just started using fast travel and I had like 700 it um I'm trying to look at what it costs I more so just use my in recall uh I use in recall um because it takes 25 minutes to run wherever the fuck I need Azoth. to go to do something so the Azoth 
it keeps giving me the warning while I'm killing moms. Like you're almost capped. You're almost capped. You're almost capped. Oh so shit. Then I'll, you're that. F- okay. So then I'll go travel around handing all my quests. Cause I'm basically, I'm basically just questing at this, at this point to level because it's I feel like there. the dailies and stuff, a lot of the areas it sends me to are, are in the even the syndicate quests. A lot of the areas it sends me to are over leveled. Even if the mobs mm-hmm. that I need to kill are under level, there's, there's mobs that are over leveled. So I'm really just focused on doing the yellow quests right now to try and get to 60 and then I'll, I've been I'll really farming the faction quests a lot and you can but like I just got a batch of them that I it's like level 17 okay I can do that I'm level 20 so I go over there and there's like freaking level 25 moms yeah forget it so, I mean granted I'm staying in the and I'm still because I'm only 16 or 17 right now mm-hmm. so I'm still even though I've moved out and I have made contact at the other forts or whatever I'm still mainly staying in the in the near like the first area mm-hmm. just to kind of a okay i am not so right now in my play i am not impressed with the weapon leveling system mm-hmm. um i understand like so the, like ben was saying that you can actually you can actually mod out your weapons to passively give experience to other weapon types oh, okay i believe so that would that would help if I'm understanding correctly, I could very easily not. But if I understand that correctly with the weapons, I'm not leveling it the way everyone else is where they're trying to find their weapon. I'm just going to level everything. And then well, that's kind of what, what I'm doing. Do. But I want to find out what I like to play with. And I am now leveling up my third or fourth set of weapons. And it's very annoying to go in and not have and have to get have to get abilities all over. Yeah, it's it's frustrating. I don't really. I mean, it's a one and done thing. Once they're leveled, they're leveled. So it's but it's just for every type of weapon. You have to do that. And it's I mean, that's, feels slow. That's OG. Wow. And I guess because the class, there's not really a class system. That's your that's your class system. And it's versatile. You don't need to create alts. It's kind of like Final Fantasy. Um, no, yeah, but you can simply just get better at crafting to, or as you level, gain abilities. But having to level each different, having a le- a weapon level system on top of a character level progression system on top of a crafting level progression system to get those weapons to then use on, you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, it just it it's a grind. It's an actual grind. It's not like what people say. It's a grind. It's an actual grind. Which I'm okay with the grind. It's just the the fact that it's constantly resetting. I don't know. It's just it feels. It, I un- think it's because you're it's not really, very satisfying. You're really early. I agree with that. Uh, I think it's because you're early on and you have so many things to level that it's probably overwhelming. So you know, after these people that have put 140 hours in, which okay, yeah. <laughs> It's been Granted, a week. I think I found what I like. I really like the great axe and the rapier is stupid fast. I like the rapier too. So the, I mean, if you're going to have a slow weapon, the rapier is kind of the way to go, but then you don't have ranged. Yeah. But I'm if currently I, and I just go with what weapons I have the highest of, I don't like bows and guns because keeping up with arrows and bullets is a pain in the ass. I agree. Uh, and I'm not getting, you know, I guess the play is to craft as many as you can before you leave town and then you can go to town. No. So I've been trying. That's the other thing I've been trying to do is to get my crafting leveled up so that Mm -hmm. I can 
Smith more. It's it's expensive. It's expensive. Um, you know, to you, level up, you can you if you want to save some money, you can just collect mats and make random things too. And that's kind of what I was doing. But you, there is a cost; like you have to pay money to do to to craft at your station. But you can also max out your crafting discount at yep. your home base, and then it should yep. be the cheapest, which it is, is kind of like what I'm leaning towards doing each yeah. time. If it's between that or like I don't know, faster yeah. rep boost, I'll just take the crafting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've been I've been mixing it up. Uh, and seeing what I want to do. Moving my stuff to syndicate-controlled territories also helps. Moving my stuff to uh, a place where, um, you know, the crafting... I, I was in one town recently, and everything was set to 25% extreme. Oof. And I was like, uh, I need to leave. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not putting my my home base here. So... I'm, I'm, I'm still... Um, I like it. I like it. I enjoy playing. I... I I don't know if it's going to keep it's not going to keep pace with with 14. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, there's no way that this is going to, for me, keep pace with N walkers. There's N walker. There's no way. Yeah. Um, Rob said it best. It's not a good game, but it's not a bad game either. That, and I agree with that. Completely fair. Completely fair. Honestly, what what's going to dictate for me is going to be how they support it to come. If you're a if you're a mega 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 PvP person, you'll love this. I don't think the three of us are, so that's no. probably why. Like at this point, I'm more excited for Ashes of Creation to come Honestly, out. Honestly, like I, I don't know why, unless like you said, you are a PvP center, like that is your focus. Mm-hmm. I just I don't know why you would play this over ESO. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm I'm playing it because I want to get to max level and just experience the game sure. and the areas I mean, right. and whatnot. Um, but as far as maining a game, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't commit to this long term. This this I is going to be a stop on the road for me. If you like this combat style, I just ESO I think is just and on with ESO you you get uh, more customizations. I feel like which this is new, so I'm not. It's not like a negative. I'm just saying. This, there is more, uh, but the lore in ESO, I, I don't know that there is a game that has more. Yeah. Is there a game series that has more than ESO? Yeah. There is so much lore and story in that in that world. I don't know that there's a game that has more. Probably not, but ESO is also preceded by, um, I think, thir- roughly 30 years of storytelling. I could be off on that time frame, but. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Lord of the Rings and Star Wars, but that's right, different. There is there, there's just that much that if you're into PVE, I mean, it's all there. Yeah. OK, well, I mean, uh, I am I have a question for you, actually. Mm. Do I need to get to max level in Final Fantasy before Endwalkers comes out? You can get to max level whenever you want. So the Endwalkers content. The Endwalkers con. So think of it as a linear RPG. Okay. You have to progress unless you skip. I'm not going to do that at this point. You have to progress through through the story, which will naturally max level you. As you progress through the story, you will then get to Endwalkers. The only way to fast forward Endwalker. I keep adding an S. Uh. The only way to skip that is 
to literally purchase a skip. I'm not going to do that. I'd rather do it organically. I'm at the point where I'm not racing. That, I, But see, that's the point. That's the whole benefit of that game is you don't need to. And th- that's can, what I realized about gaming in general, though, that because I was a streamer, I've had to undo my brain into this race to the finish. And yep. I couldn't stop and look at the scenery. And that's, and that's what I want to do. And that sucks. And what's great for MMOs, it's kind of a rarity thing where in MMOs, it's like, no, 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 you do need to race. You, 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 you need to do this quick. The content in 14 is always being played. All the way back to ARR, so you're not missing it's not like you're gonna have a worse time there's that that content is always being backfilled yeah so you're not you're not missing you just you go when when you can go i'm i'm enjoying games more now they're just like far cry comes out this week and it's Mm -hmm. like well i'm not gonna get to it this week it's probably gonna be a few months before i can sit down and play far cry but it doesn't matter anymore I said it the other day. I was, I'm about to spend more. I'm about to buy more games. Fourth quarter plus January because Elden Ring comes out in January. Mm-hmm. I saw that. Yeah. In this quarter, then I have all of quarantine. Like this is jam packed. We have New World that came out. Uh, Battlefield 2042 is coming out. Elden Ring's coming out. Total War 3 is coming out. Far Cry is coming out. There's there's so much. Yeah, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to get your two cents on Elden Ring before I hop in, because, you know, I'm not a Souls guy. So I want to see if 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 I can. I if not, I'm just going to watch other people play it. Like, I know Ko's going to play it, so I'll just watch Ko play it. That might be whatever Uber di- big, big dick version they have. I'm going to buy. What do you know? What's in the big dick version? Hmm? Do you know what's in the big dick version? I don't know, but I just know I'm going to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think they've they've announced anything. The only thing I'm and I'm really bumming because I am I, I plugged my PS4 back in just to like see if I was going to get use out of it to mm-hmm. play other stuff. And I'm like. I want the PS5, but mm-hmm. I use my PS4 so little the only reason I would get a five is to play Demon Souls. I really don't want to spend five hundred dollars to play a game. Sorry, I got an email. Um, for which game? Sorry, Demon Souls. Oh, on yeah. And you're are you are you getting a PS Five anyway? I don't know. I don't know if I can just I use my four so little. I don't know. That I can, I can sweeten the deal for you. What? Kotor remastered. What? Kotor remastered or read. That's five. It's going to be PS5 first and then go to PC. They have said nothing about Xbox, but it is coming to PC after it goes to PS5. And they did not say for how long it'll be exclusive. We could assume at least a year. If PlayStation's trying to big dick on Game Pass and shit, then yes. Because they big dicked on Xbox with Destiny for a year. Remember? Yes. That was a that was a year. Everything on Xbox it came out. Than, it was right? it was right. Uh, it, it was, was a year. year. No, you're right. It was a year. It was about a year. Yep. Yeah. So like they had to wait for the exclusives that long. Mm-hmm. And then 
I'm trying to think with so like Avengers just went to Game Pass and apparently the population spike was ridiculous, which mm. for Avengers works because they need microtransactions because once you buy the game, it's free. So if you get on Game Pass and you buy skins and shit, people yeah, they need are, that. Yeah, they're they're gonna they're gonna keep making content. So um I'm interested to see that, but I understand why you wouldn't want to get a PS5. Uh, the only other reason I could say is Ghost of Tsushima on PS5 compared to PS4 Pro was was a world of difference. I haven't tried Last of Us 2, but I've heard it is, you know, different, um, smoother. You know what would sell it for me? If they came out and they said Bloodborne 2, PS5 only, <laughs> done. Five, you, take my $500. What What's the preferred platform for Elden Ring? I know it's coming out everywhere, but I'm sure they have a preferred one. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm going to prefer it on PC. Uh, there's uh, given their relationship with Sony, it's probably going to be Sony. OK. Um, I'm going to play it on PC for this. Well, doesn't with PS5, you're getting 60 frames anyways. And you're still using a controller. You don't play those games on keyboard and mouse. Right. You really you're good either way. I'm still going to stick to PC. Oh, Mike, you know what I'm about to get you? Let's see if this works right away. A uh, PS5. Thank God. No. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm going to make you the happiest, happiest boy in the world if I I'm get just this. A happy, happy guy. Here you go, just Mike. Happy, happy, happy guy. Oh, just look at that. As long as you can give folks some clippable content. That's for the Epic Store, by the way. Stand by. All right. Copy. I want to I hear your shriek when you plug that into the Epic Store. I'm, I'm loading up EGS right now. Don't worry. It's going to take like a fucking 20 minute up, uh, update. I haven't <laughs> opened this in a while. It's the new Steam. Oh, Steam has <laughs> updates? We have updates, too. Steam gets three updates in a single session. Turn it on and play New World. Must restart Steam. We're gonna we're gonna end the show with Mike's reaction to, to this. I made his day. I guarantee you, Chad. I just made Mike's day. Stand by. <laughs> I, I gotta I gotta relog in. I got an email day. about something for payroll that was important, which is what distracted me before. But then I got another email, and I had to plug something in to get this for Mike. So, drum roll, please. Don't it's worry. A long drum roll. It's, it's doing an update fucking <laughs> EGS oh I have a guess I have a guess I have a guess you have to show the guys too that's the other thing it's queuing me for another update <laughs> is it really yeah it has updates it's fucking <laughs> Did you change God, your Twitch I, now, password, now by the way, why, Mike? Now I know why. Oh, they want us to install the engine. Um, did you change your Twitch password? I did not. I have to do that. you know, Facebook. I was going to tweet. You saw the tweet I was going to do, but everyone said it wasn't that funny, so I'll say it on the show. But Facebook got messed up on Monday, and then Twitch got hacked on Wednesday. We didn't even talk about that. And I was going to say, uh, I was going to tweet out and say, first Facebook, then Twitch. I don't know what happens if Mixer gets hacked. <laughs> <laughs> But but Tim and Rob both said it wasn't funny, so I didn't tweet it. I laughed, but yeah. Yeah!
<laughs> I found out what it was, chat. What is it, Mike? Alan Wake remastered. So, uh, if if you're hell gonna, yeah, if you're gonna stream that, let us know. We'll 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 get you set up on the Rare Drop channel to stream that. Uh, Install. <laughs> if you want to stream it, let let me know. I'll tell Paul, and he can just get you all set up. I 100% will. It'll be on RD or Rare old Drop. Fashion. No, we're, we're not really using the old fashioned channel. All right. Just put everything on Rare Drop. So let me know and I'll tell Paul. Um, Hell yeah. Enjoy. I'm surprised they got the soundtrack back. Oh, there's a list of songs that can't be played on Twitch. So <laughs> Maybe you don't want to stream it. <laughs> or you can, stream it on, it? you can stream it on Facebook. Should I just mute it? You can stream it on Facebook gaming. It's allowed um, there. Me, uh... Maybe you shouldn't stream it. You know what you could do? <laughs> you know what you could do? You could record it. You could record yourself playing it, and if anything happens, we can have Max cut it up for some funsies. Oh, that works. Uh, so oh do my that. God. Don't stream it's it. update. <laughs> Enjoy the updates. But yeah, Facebook gets hacked. Twitch makes fun of Facebook. Twitch gets hacked. Although Facebook didn't get hacked, Mike, come on. Like, they were scrubbing everything from, from yeah, 60 Minutes on Sunday Yeah, we all know night. that wasn't a hack. That no. motherfucker hit the fuck, hit the pause button. He was like, clean it, wash it, and then Twitch like, gets what hacked. Are, what, are, what are the, seriously, what are the odds? Whistleblower comes out, goes on 60 Minutes, starts expressing concerns about certain things, and uh, all of a sudden it's down. My favorite tweet from yesterday when all the salaries leaked from from Twitch said, oh, my gosh, we found out that millionaires are, in fact, millionaires. I am shocked. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. What did you expect? Dude, some of those salaries for a month were dumb. Yeah. And I mean, a lot dumb. of it's correlated to content they produce. Some of it's not. Some of it's just uh, some people actually make less than I thought they were. Which <laughs> right. But it's also not their f it's not their entirety of their income. It right. No include... sponsorships are included in their sponsored right. work, uh, brand deals, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, they're making more than that. Just so you know, too. It, it's not it's not really much to talk about. It is what it is. Um, I think Twitch is is entering I think Twitch entered its decline. Um, do I think Twitch will die? No, but I think the height of Twitch was lockdown COVID. And I don't think it will bounce back. I think Twitch will continue to devolve um, and become I, I other things. I also think corporate entities saw that list and realized how much money they could make on Twitch. And that's we'll also true. Bombarding the space and, you know, removing the personal aspect of it because Twitch will take money. I mean, if, it is a cesspool to begin with. Yeah. I mean, if Ace Hardware was like Twitch, we'll give you X amount of dollars. And, you know, we're going to set up our Twitch. Bet your ass. I'm fucking. They don't care. I'm, so, I'm putting up every hammer they have. And that's the thing is like people are still think Twitch is 2015 community centric, you know, run by folks who care about no. the broadcast. It's not like that anymore. And the well, quicker you realize that, the quicker You'll understand the the real world implications of what happened to it. Um, Amazon buying Twitch wasn't necessarily a bad thing, but it, it was going to lead to this at some point. I think COVID just rushed it. So here we are. It's it, Amazon. I mean, that's. Yeah. Amazon. The guy who that's paid. That's what's going to happen. To have a dick rocket and take it to space. Amazon. I am genuinely surprised, though, that's like. For a while, it really has felt like 
Twitch staff running around not really fucking knowing how to do anything, not knowing how to actually control masses, not knowing how to actually implement business. That's business. the turnover. The turnover at Twitch is absurd. Right. Like, so no I'm one genuinely I- surprised Amazon hasn't come over and been like, uh, yeah, no, we're going to send some of our people over here. So you children, because you're all that's what it feels like is running that place is a bunch of kids. Everyone I've met that works at Twitch, I think maybe two of them still work there. And I've been doing this since 2014, so seven years now. And everyone I've ever known at Twitch, I think maybe two people are still there. And they can't even help me with, like, Rare Drop or GCX or we have clients that, that use Twitch for stuff, and none of them can even help me anymore. So Twitch is not what it was. Yeah. Even the way you want a bomb dropped on you the way twitch supports charity has drastically changed like keep that in mind too they used to be very charity centric um the whole idea of how charity operated on twitch was very well taken care of the platform now it's very 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 secondary to other initiatives that they're working on um and that's sad Listen, to kevin me. you don't stay rich by giving money to people who need it that's true that's not how it works. That's true. So folks like us will just stand in the gap and try and get the money to the people that need it because <laughs> other people apparently want to be filthy rich. I'm fine with having a nice house and, you know, wonderful children going good school and, you know, all that food on the table. That's I'm good. I don't I don't need to fly a dick rocket to space to make myself happy. Uh, I'm so. happy. I mean, that it's entertaining. The dick rocket. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, we could collectively do things like that together and not have, you know, I mean, I would people be so I, I, if there was like a GoFundMe for a dick rocket. Can we all ride the dick rocket? That's my question. Uh, yeah. What? Yeah, exactly. Where's the benefits? Yeah. Tim actually, and I were, that's a good point. Tim and I were talking about how Galactic Star Cruiser in, in 10 years, you could actually be in space do on a Star Wars Disney cruise. <laughs> <laughs> Like with it, the first space hotel is supposed to open within the next five years. What a concept. Like, so in 10 years, we could actually like launching in a rocket to go to space and go on a Star Wars cruise through space. Star Wars, the ultimate experience. Yeah. Would Star Wars be as exciting, though, if we can go to space? That's the question. (laughs) Well, Mike, I'm going to go let you enjoy Alan Wake. Don't forget to record for Max. Uh, but you you enjoy unless you want to do Facebook because Facebook you can do the music and it's no big deal. Let us know, Paul. I'll I'll, oh. I'll tell you to talk to Paul. Uh, his face still with the space, dude. The Star Wars. <laughs> Could you imagine? Well, next year, you know, if we're gonna go to Universal Studios now, you have another thing you can do, which is go on the Galactic Star Cruiser. But I have to go call them to test it out, apparently. And I got Fair. through, and I can't believe it. I'm so mad. If I get the busy signal again, I'm gonna scream. Uh. Thank you for checking out uh, this episode of Old Fashioned. Again, go over to kingscoastcoffee.com uh, and pick your pick yourself up some coffee. Also, go over to highscoretees.com. Check out that new fifth anniversary Rare Drop merch before it goes bye-bye to make room for the other stuff. As always, we appreciate you. Uh, you can talk to Mike at metric underscore methods with a Z on Twitter. I'm Kevin X Vision on Twitter. And everything we do, all episodes, is all on raredrop.co. You have yourself a fantastic weekend. And we will see you next week for two more episodes of Twilight Zone. Mike's take on Alan Wake Remastered. And Castlevania Season 4. Have a good one. Later. <laughs>